When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Apartment 4D, the podcast all about New Girl. We're your friends, Jill and Heather. Hi, everybody. And Joe. Hello. Joining you, unfortunately, via Zoom today. I'm going to jump right into the feeling stick and explain why we're on Zoom because the cat's out of the bag now. Joe moved to Arizona and bought three Baskin Robbins stores. Yay, Joe. Congrats, Joe. Oh, thank I you. Just found out. <laughs> oh. What's that? Heather's acting like she just found out. Congrats, Joe. <laughs> I'm always ready to support Joe. So for that reason, since Heather and I are in California, we now have to do a couple of the podcasts on Zoom. We actually, to the listeners, it's like no time has passed, but it's been like a month since, since we've done a podcast, right? It's been six weeks. Ooh, Heather's counting wow. them. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just, my feeling stick is that I'm just excited that we're back together. And I also want to mention that the trailer for Space Jam, A New Legacy, just dropped. And LeBron James' wife is played by Rhonda. I posted it on her Instagram and I got the funniest comments like, oh, this whole basketball cartoon thing's just a big old prank. They got Rhonda. I'm really excited to see her in it. Heather, do you have a feeling stick? Uh, yeah, I, I have some feeling sticks. Great. Um, they're actually more thank yous than feeling stick. Uh, a listener was kind enough to send me a hilarious spoof of Schmidt being on the hills with like the hills music. And it was absolutely hilarious. And I really appreciate that. And yeah. I um, we need to post that. It was his, it was like a Schmidt dating profile that looked like the credits for the Hills. So funny. So funny. And I really enjoyed that. Joe, did you have a feeling stick? No, not really. Okay. So we'll get into the episode with the Netflix description. Cece hopes to find a husband at a dating convention for East Indian. Well, Jess and Nick find themselves in a compromising position in front of Sam. I don't like the description at all. Obviously, the episode description is dealing with the aftermath of the kiss. So guest stars from this episode include Mira Simon, who is playing Anu, which is the coordinator of the East Indian Dating Convention. And she's been in Castle, Iron Man, The Flash. And Heather, she appeared in Fresh Off the Boat, which is a show you watch. I love that show. I know. So let's jump right into it then with the opening of uh, the episode, which is Joe mentioned in our last podcast was so funny. If you watched it in real time, you, not as funny but when you're watching it on Netflix, it goes directly from the kiss to Nick waking up bug eyed like in his bed, punching the wall, totally freaking out about what happened. And he goes in the hall, runs into Jess, panic moonwalks away and I was watching this with my son, and he was like, what is that guy doing? He was so annoyed by the panic moonwalking. 
<laughs> really no Nick to get it. Um, Jess goes back into the room and pretends to wake up with Sam who gives her a fist bump and she wants to start telling him but doesn't get the opportunity. And then in a scene that I feel like really captured how we were all feeling, she shows up at CeCe's door and says, Nick kissed me and CeCe goes, what? Until the credits run. I, that just cracked me up so much. How about you guys? Oh, the what? I hated it. Oh, I thought it was so funny. Yeah, no, I put on my notes, very annoying. Joe, what do you think? I I like the moonwalk part. Okay. When she go, when Jess goes, do not moonwalk away from me. Because mm -hmm. he always... <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, he always panic moonwalks. So. I can see you panic moonwalking. I know. I know. <laughs> okay. Uh, wait, I have a, a, a comment. Uh, when they're in Cece's living room, I thought it was great set design because there's a magazine rack behind her. And, and it looks like it was all the models magazine covers yeah you could see cc on the cover of one of them yeah that's some great detail right there yeah very good attention to detail so before we go back to the apartment winston and nick are back in the loft nick's freaking out and he really wants to tell winston what happened but he can't because winston keeps announcing how he's mojo man because he hooked up with daisy <laughs> so we're back at cc's and jess is talking and talking not letting cc say anything admits that she kissed nick back and sure, she saw through time and space for a minute. <laughs> Mentions how Nick always panic moonwalks, like the time they had a flashback and she said terrorism and he didn't want to talk about it. So he panicked moonwalks. <laughs> and she also brings back the a flashback of when she was knitting and Nick just started to touch it and ruined the whole thing. And she says that she's not going to, you know, do this, and she has to just spend the day with Cece so she can get away from Nick. And before we can find out what Cece's doing, we're in the loft, and Schmidt's announcing Cece's plans, which is that she's going to the convention. And Heather, why don't you take what uh, Schmidt was wearing? Because I know this is one of your favorite Schmidt costumes. Oh, he has on a turban, and then an Indian outfit, and it is so, so bejeweled. It has a lot of jewels. Joe, I think you mentioned when we did the podcast with a costume designer, that was one of your favorite costumes too, right? I said Well, that. I like the line when Nick goes, I think Nick said it. He says, you look like a fortune teller in big. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he you did. Know, I laughed hysterically, but I can never recapture the magic of the first time I saw that. No, well, especially the way they cut to it was so funny. We were waiting to see, like, why is Cece hesitating? What's she doing today? And right. then she decided Cece is going to a convention all dressed up. Oh, it's and he's so, like, like it's normal to walk around in that. Exactly. So Nick is like, I'm in, I want to go. And Winston wants to go because he's Mojo Man. And at first, Schmidt says no, but eventually lets all of them come. So it's going to be our favorite type of episode because everybody's going to be in the same place. So we're at the convention and we find out that everyone who's there must participate. So uh, Jess starts signing up. And when the guys get there, now we've already heard that Schmidt looks like a fortune teller from Big, but now we find out he looks like a character from the Love Guru. I didn't write down who said that. Do you guys remember? So uh, yeah. 
We see that Dick's in a hat with his hoodie or a turban, so at least he's somewhat committed. And what does he see when he sees Jess? What does he do? Panic moonwalks again. Yes. <laughs> a lot of moonwalking. Big Jake Johnson dancing episode, even though he doesn't like to dance. So Nick tells Winston that he kissed Jess. Winston hits him, says he doesn't want a new roommate. Says that Nick has centipedes under his bed, which is like gave me the creeps. It's the only time I've not been attracted to Nick. And that he needs to go and apologize immediately. Uh, what did you guys think of Winston's reaction? To the kiss? To finding out about the kiss. Like he was angry uh, and like mad. I thought if he'd been nicer, Nick could have like shared more of how he really felt, you know? It's well, awkward situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Nick makes it more awkward by moonwalking. If he doesn't moonwalk, then there's no real tension there. Uh, well, it just adds to the tension. There's tension there, but I mean, moonwalking is not uh, is not the way to go. I agree. Yeah, very true. So now we're with Cece and Schmidt still at the convention, and she wants him to leave. She's upset. She's like, what are you doing? And he says, I'm like a squirrel, and you're a nut. Winter's coming. I'm storing you in my cheek. What? Classic <laughs> Schmitz. I mean, they definitely needed a jar in this episode. Um, Nick apologizes to Jess, and in his apology, you know, overdoes it. And says, for me, it was a nothing kiss. And she says, well, I definitely think it meant something because you kissed me. And he's like, oh, so it means something to you. And just classic them being immature, not able to handle their emotions and what happens. Jess is like, I'm calling Sam to come pick me up. And Nick's like, because it meant something to you. And she's like, we're not leaving. And both of them decide to stay at the Eastern Indian Convention when they kissed each other. And Jess has a boyfriend. And none of this episode makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. But it's a lot of Well, that, that was the it meant something to you conversation. That, mm -hmm. you know, after a while, Jess was like insulted. And that's oh, yeah. why she said, I got I to gotta go. I got to go. But you know what we missed? Schmidt, so Schmidt, when he was like, oh, you know, we're in India, he's talking about going to Kahil school, which is law school, and talking about all the different Indian terms. So it seems like whenever he dresses up in Indian garb, like he tries to understand the culture, you know, express yeah. himself like he understands the culture. And it's always, it's always comedy. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's always a mess. He always thinks that he, he knows what's going on, but rarely does he. Yeah. So we find out that the tables are in different groups and they're numbered. And table number 34, which is kind of like the worst table, has Nick and Cece at it. And I love yeah, that when he goes to Anu to try and fix it. She's like, oh, no, I'm a model. I have a job. I was in the little Wayne video. I was the one he was, like, throwing strawberries at. And she makes that, like, motion like she's catching them in her mouth. Yeah. The lady didn't know who little Wayne was. No, not at all. And then Winston's like, oh, I forgot to get assigned a table. We find out new didn't assign him a table because she wants Winston all for herself. Good job seeing a good guy, new. Mm-hmm. When just catch him when you can. Exactly. And he's like, oh, I see what's happening. You're feeling the mojo. <laughs> <laughs> so Schmidt and Jess end up at table seven and Schmidt is very insulted. No offense. She says to Jess that they're at the same table. And that's when Sam arrives. 
So to kick off the convention, they do some icebreakers like the hula hoop game. Um, and we see that Sam and Jess are really bad at it and can't get the hula hoop over themselves easily with just using their bodies. So at the bar, we see that Jess and Nick are still arguing about admitting if it meant something to them or not. And I understand they couldn't just kiss and live happily ever after, but this these episodes kind of bother me because it was so exciting which, to see them kiss. So it's disappointing that they're acting so childish. What were you going to say, Joe? Which is when Nick said, pink robes are my catnip. Pink robes definitely yeah. are his catnip. Yeah, because <laughs> he, he was talking about how she uh, how she initiated it. By having paint by having her pink oh, robe by her on. Pink robe, like it was her fault. I don't remember if she had a pink robe on. Um she oh she was definitely wearing a pink robe during the kiss. Oh, okay. Oh, you're right, you're right. That was at the bar. So um he said that kiss was a damn fairy tale to you. And you can't <laughs> go around wearing soft pink robes. Pink robes are my catnip. And then somewhere in there is when they're you have to make a table with the person next to you using nothing but tape and newspaper. And they accidentally make a table so good, two men jumping on it can't collapse it. And Anu says, strong table, strong couple. And they're both like, we're not a couple. That was hilarious. I was don't think it, that you could make a table like that with tape and newspaper, but who knows? Especially that quickly. Yeah, exactly. Like one minute and a half. Yeah. <laughs> so Sam and Jess are back together and Jess is talking about Nick and just being super weird. And he asks, is there something I should know? And before he can answer, they have to switch partners because they're doing like a speed dating thing where you sit down and everybody gets up and keeps moving and meets new people. The poor innocent woman who sits across from Schmidt, who he says, pass, as soon as she sits down because he's only there for Cece. Uh, Cece's partner is being very <laughs> rude. And when Schmidt overhears how rude he's being, he calls him M. Night Shalom, which is not yeah. appropriate. <laughs> No, it was not. No, but he does stick up for her. And you could tell Cece's really hurt by how mean the date was to her. The speed dating, though, was just not a speed dating thing. I mean, that I thought that was the funniest part of the episode because Schmidt, as soon as the lady sits down, Schmidt's like, pass. <laughs> you know, she's she's trying to say, oh, nice hat. I like your color, this and that. And then, you know, Nick, Nick and Cece sit down from each other. And she goes, how did we get here? He goes, because we're both bad at life, but we have model looks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and like so so I, I just thought that all the interaction during that was 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 kind of funny. Because, I mean, speed dating environments are just, I mean, I've never been in one, but I couldn't imagine because I kind of had the personality where I grow on people. I don't, you know, I'm not that guy. I, you see across from the bar and go, oh, I got to marry that guy. Yeah, I, I got to kind of grow on you. You know what I mean? So speed dating is really rough because I can't say something in like 30 seconds that's going to make you like me. You know what I'm saying? So well, that's I, why. I disagree, Joe, because you're everyone's favorite on the podcast. And that yeah. Was a couple episodes. <laughs> so, someone yeah, wants an it's... episode of just your stories. Yes, yeah, someone. Yeah. someone wrote us on Instagram and suggested when the podcast is over and we're through with New Girl, which I haven't thought about a lot since early in season two, uh, that we should have a spinoff of just Joe's stories. So I don't know if Heather and I get to be on the podcast. 
store. <laughs> they probably just want Joe telling Joe story. I guess like we have to ask a question to prompt the story. I don't know. Well, There's we'll enough Joe stories to do a podcast. Um, but really quick, I like when Schmidt is doing the speed dating and he tells the girl to shut up. Oh, I know. And she's so nice. She never gives up. I like your hat. I'm like, you're colored red. Like, no, it's not happening. He's trying to hear these so yeah, they're, they're, yeah, their their concept of speed dating was just, it was hilarious. It wasn't what it was supposed to be, you know, tell me about yourself in 30 seconds or less kind of thing, you know? Yeah, right. I think that looks very nerve-wracking. I wouldn't want to do that at all. Oh, no, no, no. So, uh, Jess eventually tells Sam that Nick kissed her. He runs out, she runs after him, and Nick follows them, immediately comes up and takes all the blame. And that is when Dr. Sam punches him. And Jess says, he's in such terrible shape. You could have killed him. I wrote that down too. They're so poor Jake Johnson. I I know. Don't get me started. Um, So then they break up and Dr. Sam leaves. And before we can get more on that, we see Winston, who's found a waiter who's about the same size as him, (laughs) give to Anu. And she's satisfied with that, which, like, no, Anu, there's no Winston replacement. You're just getting some guy who doesn't eventually love cats and say hilarious things. Irreplaceable. Exactly. So Schmidt takes the mic when he sees Cece sitting all by herself and describes her as a brown angel, goes on a rant about how wonderful she is and how stupid everyone there is, and drops the mic and says, Schmidt, out. And as soon as Cece gets mobbed by men, Picks the mic back up to be like, wait, she's not that great. Never mind. <laughs> I, I also I like there, there was a, that was also a scene where, again, Schmidt's trying to um, endear himself to the Indian culture. And he's like, well, look at you guys may not notice her, but you do got some good things. I mean, look at the bus and the roof on the bus, even more seating on the roof. I mean, who would have thought of that? Because. He talked yeah. about those, you know, stereotypical things you see, the double-decker buses, yeah. Yeah. which, you know, over here, if you see a double-decker bus, it's a TMZ uh, tour through Hollywood, you know, but over there, it's all kinds of buses in India and stuff like that. That, that. There's so many people, that's their transportation, you know, they got to put them in, you know, multi-level vehicles. Well, it was so I, funny because but, he said, you guys looked at the top of the bus and thought that could be more seating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like to sit up there. You like to sit up there? Yeah. 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 It's a good view. It is. It is a good view. And then Nick, Nick, when he gets hit, he's like, is there another doctor in the house? I mean, we're at an Indian convention for God's sake. <laughs> no, he said there should be in this crowd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was hilarious. And then, and then he's like, he even exits cool because the doctor tells him, uh, ice it and you'll be fine. And then yeah, he walks away off. Elevated, which how do you keep your throat elevated? I think it's pretty much elevated already. Um, so then we're back in the loft in a scene that has been shared and memed a thousand times where Jess is crying, drinking wine, and said, I just wanted to listen to Taylor Swift Taylor, Is that foreshadowing? It, well, it is because especially at this point, they probably knew Taylor Swift was going to be on the show. We're not that many episodes away from that. Yeah. So I do think it's interesting that that sometimes I think they foreshadow accidentally and this might yeah. have been, but also if you break up with someone, you listen to, I don't drink wine, but most people listen to Taylor Swift and drink wine. That's like a very common 
coping mechanism because she has a lot of songs about heartbreak. Yeah. So um, while Nick is trying to make her feel better, he's dancing again horribly. And he says he's never been a homewrecker, but he kind of likes it, which isn't helping anything. No, it is not. Eventually says that this feels like CC territory and tries to leave, but sees how upset Jess is and apologizes again and says it won't happen again. And that's mm-hmm. when Jess admits that her and Dr. Sam were a little broken to begin with. He wanted to fist bump in the morning, which was weird. And you know, and then yeah. and then Nick tries to fist bumper and he's like, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> yeah. And then when they go to hug in the hallway, it's like there's kind of like a moment, but it's also super awkward and weird. And we end the show with Cece hooking up with Schmidt, but clarifying she's still gonna marry an Indian guy. Yeah. And that is the episode. Yeah. Any th- comments on that before I move on? Yeah. Yeah. I- so he he went, he said. She said, oh, I'm still going to hook up with any of you guys. I got all kinds of numbers. He's like, well, I just want to remind you, you went home with a Jew with a turban on. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so I he loves want, his turban. I, I just want to note that um, when I was late, this is not my favorite episode, but I feel very strongly that it's a great episode. And when I was still kind of feeling new girl out, this one took me and it pushed me off the cliff into the new girl pool. I can't believe you'd say that about this episode and not about Cooler. Yeah, I know. Isn't that weird? It is. Yeah, because the internet's with me on on really caring about Cooler. But this is a fun episode, too. So well, I into- always kind of march to my own drummer. That's true. So let's jump into our usual questions. We'll start with favorite Jess look. Joe, what was your favorite Jess look from this episode? So in this one, I don't know, because I don't think I was really paying attention to the outfits she had on because there was so much going on. I'm sure she wore something nice to the wedding. I just can't remember what it was. Yeah. And I think she had a black shirt with like green on one side, black on another, but that's I think when she was crying on the couch. But I didn't I didn't notice much on the wardrobe, man. Heather, what about you? Well, I really strongly um disliked the dress that she was wearing at the convention. I mm-hmm. thought it was just awful. However, um I I really did enjoy I love Jess's hair up. So I enjoyed the updo. Yeah, I pretty much had the same thing. I didn't really like the dress, but also I guess she wasn't really dressing too impressed because she already had a boyfriend and another guy kissing her. So it's not like she was looking for a man at the convention. Um, but I did like the pajamas she wore at the beginning. They were just like blue, plain pajama outfits. Oh, yeah. As her friends call them. So best dress overall for this episode. I mean, I don't know how anyone can give the award to anyone but Schmidt. That's who I am, but let's try. Heather, who's your best dress? Well, I mean, Schmidt. <laughs> However, I, I ha- I'm sorry, I had to do a runner-up. When Nick was in his normal hoodie ensemble, and then he had the turban. I literally wrote the exact same thing, second place Nick. That is so funny. Oh, that is funny. Joe, who's your best dress character? In this one, oh, it had to be Schmidt. I mean, with the turban and everything else, I mean... It's a no-brainer. Every, everyone else was, I th- think, 
Actually, I think Winston wore a cardigan to that wedding. Well, they weren't at a wedding. <laughs> not a well, a, an Indian convention or whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I think it was. I think it was a cardigan, a green cardigan, cardigan. <laughs> Okay, so favorite Schmidt moment. First, there's zero on the jar count. However, there should have been several. One um, podcast follower listener suggested we start counting when he should have to put money in the jar, but he oh. suggested it, and like we had five episodes pre-recorded, so maybe that's something we could start in two more episodes. It's a full-time job. It really is, and it's very subjective, though. So it'd be interesting to see what numbers we came up with. Um, so oh. my favorite Schmidt moment for sure was his speech about Cece and his immediate regret of said speech and his counter speech. He was like debating himself and I loved every <laughs> minute of it. Joe, what was your favorite Schmidt moment in this episode? Oh, it was definitely the speech because he had two, he had two motives. He had two, uh, yeah, motives there. One was to get Cece to melt over whatever speech he was going to give. And then the other one was to point out the uh, uh, extrinsic natures of the Indian culture, which he is so uh, uh, astute on or claims to be astute on. Oh, interesting answer. Heather, what was your favorite Schmidt moment? Well, it was very hard to choose because they're basically all priceless. Yeah. Um, and I know this is going to sound like a weird one, but actually just how normal his face is when the scene opens and he's in that outfit. Oh, I know. Like, and everyone else what? is reacting like it's normal. Right. And then I had to put for second place when he tells the girl to shut up. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so harsh. But really the speech is so important because you see how much he loves Cece that he wants her to be happy, but then immediately goes back into Schmidt mode. Like, oh no, but I don't want to lose her. Internal conflict. Exactly. So favorite funniest moments overall, um, I gave to the Taylor Swift foreshadow because it's a very realistic moment and Nick is dancing. Also in that scene, if you look closely, I never noticed it till this time, they brought home their coffee table they made out of newspaper and tape and it's sitting next to their like other coffee table, which I thought was cute. Oh, that um, is cute. Yeah, so that was my favorite also because it's just so useful on the internet, that particular moment in the show. Heather, what was your favorite or funniest moment overall? Um, to me, it was when Schmidt goes, Schmidt, out. Oh, yes, with the mic drop. It was a heavy Schmidt episode for me. Well, it's a heavy Schmidt episode. Joe, what was your favorite moment overall? I would say I like the it meant something to you conversation because they were trying to he was trying to justify, you know, oh, it was just a mistake. Oh, you know, it didn't it didn't uh, it didn't mean anything. And then he overdid it. And then the tables turned and he's like, it did mean something to you. It did mean something to you because he didn't know if it meant something to her. So he was trying to be defensive mm -hmm. and just that whole you know, interaction was, I thought was hilarious. I agree. So that brings us to the Honey Roast Award for best character, inanimate object, performance, writing, whatever in this episode. Mine goes to Jake Johnson because I thought he bounced mm. through all the different emotions. Nick had regret, joy, frustration, trying to feel just out, all the emotions at the end. 
I have like always said you could read so much by his face and it's not just because I have a crush on him I thought it was a very it was a very strong Schmidt episode for like just his outfit and hilarious comments but also a super great episode for Nick Heather what was your who is your honey roast award going to it's really interesting because we chose different characters for the exact same reason. Mm. I put Schmidt for range of emotion. Uh, Joe, what was uh, your honey roast award? I would say this one would, would definitely have to go to Schmidt just because, mm-hmm. you know, Schmidt and, and, and his turban, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> it kind of, it kind of symbolizes his, um, even when he puts on those things, like you said, nobody notices or act like it's it's normal. He 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 puts on these whole different outfits, and it it, it doesn't really change his demeanor. Like yeah. he doesn't really turn into you know, uh, and in he doesn't transform to like trying to be an Indian you know cultured person. It's just him, and he's still saying the things he always says with him. So it's kind of it's kind of neat to see how he how he does that and. and you know, does the humor with it. That was a very good answer, Joe. I Point see why everybody's favorite. So did anyone spot a bear in this episode? I mean, I'm just assuming it was in the kitchen. Did anyone see one themselves? I did not see a bear at all. Joe? No, no bear. All right, we only have a few minutes left before we're going to get cut off here. I did not bring a discussion question. Heather, do you have one discussion question? Mine's going to be too long. Okay, so Joe, you have, have to... one discussion question you'd like to share. I do. Okay. So the first part of it is, how do you feel you would do in speed dating? And you, what would be your go-to question? Because, for example, for me, it would be, do you like sports? Oh, so there's a, certain, there's a certain deal breaker in relationships. Everyone has deal breakers. So in speed dating, you got to get to that deal breaker right away. You can't find out a month later that the person don't like sports. I mean, that's that's what your life is centered around. You know what I'm saying? So do you like sports or going to sporting events? And then the second thing for me would be, you know, do you do you what are what do you consider your bad habits? And if they say, you know, like smoking for me is a deal breaker. Right. I, oh. I, would, I would never date a smoker. So that's the question. How do you how do you feel you would do in speed dating? And then what would be your maybe one or two go-to questions? Heather? That's a great one, Joe. Um well, I I think I would I would be terrible at it because I get really nervous and I can't make sense. So there's that. And um also I talk a lot. So the clock would keep going off. Um, <laughs> go-to questions. I would probably ask, do you like to travel? And then if they said yes, it would be over because I is stay home. And biggest question of all, do you like dogs? Oh, that's true. And if they say no, I won't run away. I mean, I won't walk away. I'll run away. Okay, I'm out. Okay, good answer, Hems. I'd like to point out how both of you, your questions are immediately your deal breakers and your negatives. So it's not like, I would ask them if he likes to cook because I enjoy cooking. I don't. This is what I expected from you, Heather. And then we could like both cook together. But you guys are both like, because it's a deal breaker. (laughs) But anyway, I would be okay at speed dating because I talk very fast, a little too fast for a podcast, actually. 
Um, but I would hate every minute of it. So in that regard, I probably wouldn't be good. I don't think it's a good idea in general. I don't think that a couple minutes is enough time to get to know somebody. Yeah, I I've never seen the point. No, and I don't know what my go-to question would be. I'm gonna have to give that some thought. But because we're almost out of time, we will end it there. I really want this to be an Instagram post though. So if you were listening, go back to our page, look for the post announcing today's episode, or maybe we'll do a special post where you tell us, would you be good at speed dating? And what would your go-to question be? Don't be upset Heather and Joe, if you followed their personal accounts and they didn't follow you back, they don't know how to use the internet. So. We do not. And if you say something like pointed, like that you want them to hear or specifically to them, I always screenshot it to them. So know that that's, that's getting to them somehow. So that's it. We hope you guys have a great week. Please join us next week where we'll have more time. We had a little technical issue at the start today. We'll have more time for season two, episode 17, Parking Spot. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.